my little turkeys and drumsticks or turkey dogs. I can't really think of any other Thanksgiving foods right now. Uh, mashed potatoes, pumpkin pie, um, turkey. Turkey. Oh, I said turkey. Um, cranberry sauce. Uh, chili. That's your house. Yeah. Um, pigs in a blanket. Weed. Well, I know because that would be a Trash South Street, a pre-Thanksgiving episode. Uh, by the time this is up, it'll be post-Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't have busier weekends. Who knows? I'm Lou. I'm Jamie Z. And we talk about music. Yes. So what's new? Uh, how are you living in uh, Trump's America? Well. Been a, been a couple things that happened since last Well, podcast. one thing's, yeah. So, Trump's America. This was my experience with Trump's America. Okay. Monday night, Monday the election. No, Tuesday, sorry. I'm all screwed up. We got the hiccups. I'm sucking all that D. Um, <laughs> so Tuesday, it's the election, and we're watching whatever, and I'm like, well, nothing that will happen. I'm not going to stay up and watch it. It'll keep till the morning. Mm-hmm. Everything will What time keep. do you go to post? It's like 8 o'clock. Yeah, like 8 o'clock. Like I stayed up 8.30 late. But it was already the whole thing where it's like, I don't want to rehash the... SNL sketch, yeah. the Dave Chappelle sketch, which basically was in your household. It, I mean, it was in America as a <laughs> yeah, where like redneck states are winning first, and then um, and Hillary wins Vermont, and people get excited about that. See, she won Vermont. Did she win that? Yeah, I go to bed like eight eight thirty <laughs> on a Tuesday. Wake up on a Wednesday, and I see HuffPo message, and like I'm all bleary eyed in the morning, so I can see the headline which says nightmare. <laughs> So I assumed it was just the election was too close to call. Of course it was not. And then I had to ignore the next week of just Facebook. uh, Yeah, the worst week of Facebook ever. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Mark and I, we were up watching until about 11 or so, and it just started. I thought it was going to be actually pretty close. I thought Hillary would win. um, That's what I always thought. I thought it was still going to be pretty close because a lot of people were just quiet. Like before, like other elections, you saw like banners and just um, like signs out the ass and like. You, I saw at least around us more Trump signs, and then you would go to like Kimberton and like see Hillary signs. Like, yeah, it was very local. Like, like there are Trump regions and Hillary regions. Yeah, but it's like you know our Hillary regions, our niche of our our region or whatever. So you yeah. can't tell by the country. But I thought it would be close, just history, like historically, when you have like um more a more leftist. I'm not saying it's totally leftist, like Obama. Um, Usually it tends to swing right back to far right. Yeah. Usually the next president, but I was hoping that didn't happen. But yep, it did. It's what it is. So uh, everyone, calm down and. Then eh, quite. There's still a lot of say all the quarterbacking, the Monday morning quarterbacking yeah. is still going on. But it is, yeah, it is what it is. So yeah. Just uh, you know, support each other, whatever. Go to yeah. counseling. I did get an email from Monco seeing if um if I needed support. I think I got something from my university as well. Yeah. Like if you're. The professors were available. Which is just ridiculous, yeah. but, you know. And then I went into uh, my white man's meeting. <laughs> yeah, that was, see, white man, we have our own meetings, right. and we just, we lit cigars with $100 <laughs> bills, and, uh... Yeah, you um, might, you might. And, uh, yeah, uh, sacrifice babies to our lizard person <laughs> masters. They're all figurehead puppets, anyway. What, the lizard men? No, the president. <laughs> 
It's all trilateral commission. And could be, the, could the be. Illuminati. Could be, could be. I, I want to shift gears slightly. Yeah. So I have a conundrum. That's all we want to talk about. Yeah. That's if I had to adjust, yeah. uh, adjust it. Um, I guess it's worth mentioning real quick that the last episode I reviewed that Bangur. And yes. I talk about the song 1984, which mm. I said was about a creeper. I didn't realize at the time that the creeper that the song refers to is Anthony Weiner, <laughs> whose um, story, the Hillary email story part due, where they found uh, you know, her emails on Anthony Weiner's like Blackberry, had yeah. broke the day we recorded. Yeah. It's just a really weird... It's a weird mat. You know what? He's our lizard... <laughs> They're good. They're puppet lizard master, people. Yes. They're puppet masters. The, the Have you been listening to higher side chats? No, that's like... The whole lizard person thing is... That's kind of a, a big theory. Yeah. It's a legitimate theory. There's a theory that um, Hillary killed JFK. That she... Um, oh, with a, as a baby? No, oh, I'm sorry. JFK baby. Jr. Um, oh. Supposedly she had an opportunity to get this uh-huh. weapon off of... Long Island or somewhere, and shot down his plane to kill him because uh-huh. that would be her only competition. Mm, that's that's yeah, mm-hmm. like every other. That's a rational. Uh, I had seen some of these Joe Biden memes are making the rounds. Yeah, some of them are funny. I'm over. Well, them. the one I thought was funny was it was Biden and Obama telling it like Biden tells Obama a joke about Hillary. I can't remember what the joke is, but then Obama goes, "You know she kills people, right?" <laughs> but that's not what I want to talk about, Jamie. Yes. What do you want to talk about? My feelings. Oh, great. Um, no. La, 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 la. <laughs> no, I, I don't. in my ear. I don't want to talk about my feelings. Yeah, you don't have any. I, not really. You have one. A hungry a feeling. It's <laughs> horny a feeling. I have two. And, 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 You're hungry and horny for food? And sex. And, oh, okay. And I like kitties. <laughs> Is liking kitties a... I wonder what the, um, like, obsessive OCD, like, obs- obsession with kitties term is, like... Catacopia. Normal. <laughs> Alright, so I've been uh, slowly cleaning out my place of residence in preparation for a move last year, next year. Yes. I'll say I'm goofy. Um, and like all 12-year-old boys, I have a tremendous number of toys in my basement. Yes. My original thought... Are you going to sell them? No, not going to sell them. It's not worth the effort <laughs> of selling them. So my original thought was a lot of these are... Still in the package toys. Mm-hmm. I was just going to gather them all up and drop them off at a Toys for Tots. Mm-hmm. You with me so far? Yeah, I'm with you. So here's my where I start to second guess myself. A lot of these toys are, say, Phantom Menace figures, for instance, from when we all went to FAO Schwartz that one time at midnight. Well, I used to, at one point in time, I ran like a, a table there and was grading people's figures and stuff a long time ago. Oh, really? Yep. I did not know. Yes, he did. And it, But anyway, so stuff like that, a lot of very obscure figures. Is it a good thing that I'm giving away these toys rather than throw them away? Or is it elitist to think I can just dump my unwanted garbage and some poor child is going to be grateful for, you know, a 16-year-old toy? I don't know. So I'm honestly, I don't know what to do. What are you going to do if you don't give them the Toys for Tots? I'd have to throw them away. Just give them the Toys for Tots then. But then it's, it's like, what if they're like, this is dumb and the kid gets beat up? Uh, no, they won't. It's stupid. He gets beat up in Trump's America. I think <laughs> kids get beat up. Uh, I would just donate them. All right. You agreed so quickly, I think this is probably not a good idea. <laughs> you might as well. They're probably all worthless anyway. Well, I, I don't think anything there is worth. But yeah, they were like, kids. They don't play with toys. They probably watched it. I'm sure they'd be fine. Yeah. They'll probably be very happy and yeah. grateful. Like when I give them my yellow submarine figures or... Well, 
Because it's a lot, yeah. Who my, cares? They my Bob and Doug McKenzie. <laughs> well, that was stupid for buying that. Well, not the, oh, that's right, you're a hater. <laughs> what? Why am I a hater? I don't know. You hate Bob and Doug McKenzie. No, I don't. Then why you Because I don't let I stopped buying action figures when I moved the first time. Well, this is like twenty years ago. I bought these figures. I know, but you've moved plenty of times, and I had to move your stupid action oh, figures. Well, anyway, <laughs> we'll have to agree to disagree. <laughs> but I would give them the toys for tots because that would be the nice thing to do, hmm. and it'd be in the Christmas spirit. And you should donate them anyway if it wasn't Thanksgiving yeah. or Christmas. But what, yeah, anything new? Anything exciting? Um, I saw a show last weekend. Ooh, went show? to the Infest show. It ended up being sold out. It was power violence, like sludgecore. It got incredibly hot in there. <laughs> and uh, it gets very hot in there. There was some dude who had like was drinking box wine that didn't take it out of the box. Ooh, classy. Yeah, very classy. I was like, really? Mm-hmm. And there's a bar like literally a hundred yards away. Because mm-hmm. so, you can bring like beer and stuff in there. Like I don't because I just don't need to be inebriated all the time. Yeah. And if I want to have a beer, I just walk down, have a beer after like the... Uh, band sets over, have a beer, and then go back in. Yeah. Um, but it was good. I, there's a I discovered a couple cool bands, and um, yeah, it was a good show. It was an interesting crowd, more of like a punk crowd, but it was it was fun. I never been to like a power violence type show before, yeah. so it's good. It was cool. Let's get the road on the show. Yeah, you want you we'll want to talk some music? You want me to? Uh, let's do rock paper scissors. One two three shoot. Scissors cuts through rock. <laughs> You can uh, go first. I'll go first. The other thing this week, Jamie. Yes. I was I was quite ill. I had a bad sinus infection. Yeah, I forgot that you I had won. that. Had that. Yeah. Had, I had that. Had, <laughs> I had a bad sinus infection. I can't talk. I had a bad sinus infection, Jamie. Like nasty, like the worst I've had in years. And I was popping a lot of decongestants and a lot of things with quill at the end. Mm-hmm. So I was a bit of a goofy mood and one that... That informed my choices okay. throughout this session of podcasting. This podcast. My music choices. No, I think it was. Um, I was telling Matthew when I ran into him at Wegmans that you had like a, a very broad. Yeah, I wanted musical. to. No, it's not bad no. at all. Or was no, no, no. Part of it is I want to get out of my. I want to right, change it yeah. up a bit. But I was in a weird mood. I was listening to some weird shit, and at one point Monday night, again heavily on the quills, which I don't normally take, and. Really deprived of sleep to boot. I got it in my head that I needed to listen to reggae. Okay. Like, seriously, like, like the world was going to end if I did not find some reggae to listen to. Okay. Which brings us to reality. Yes. And not reality like this is a computer simulation and lizard men <laughs> um, control the government. But reality <laughs> as in a dub slash dancehall reggae album. By Jinx and Dub, Ryder Shafiq, and Gigante. Three names that mean nothing to me. Yep. I attempted, in retrospect, to, to figure out what makes a reggae song dub, what makes it dance hall, and I can't quite figure it out. Uh, it's very... Dance hall is kind of like the more like reggae ska stuff. Um, dub, I'm not... So this would be dub, I guess, even though it's, it does have the tag of... Well, drum and bass, too, have a lot to do, but drum that's, and bass, that's different. It's not Rocksteady, yeah. which is also the No Doubt album. And they're also his band, Rocksteady. And it's not, it's not Ska. Well, no, like it wasn't the, Ska. Like the Scottalites. Scottalites. The Scottalites. Ska. <laughs> what was that 
from? Like there was something like Scott. There was like I don't know. It just sounds like a ad fan thing. Yeah. I don't think it was. No. All right. All right. Jinx let me dial it back some. So I'm really confused. So um, the album's Reality by Jinx and Dub with Ryder Shafiq. I know because he starts it like it's Ryder Shafiq with Jinxy Dub and Gigantic. And I was quite the rude boy. Listen to these, these uh, reggaeers, reggae up. Um, <laughs> you sound like I don't know. Like it's I. The problem is I don't quite have the language to describe this album. Um, I only listened to the one. Well, it was one really song and listen. then the the remixes. So, I guess I'll get it right. I thought it was good. Me. I like the song. It was very good. It was very hypnotic. Mm-hmm. It's essentially it's very sharp synth percussion. And uh, the the reggae guys rapping over it. They were good. And, it was which, fun. Yeah, it was very fun. It was very. I mean, it was literally the hook was it was nine notes. The do 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 mm-hmm. over and over again, and it kind of at a certain point would change it up mm-hmm. and like repeat. And like you said, the, it was these were. It was a longer song, and it was just very easy to kind of fall into beat. It was hypnotic in a very literal sense. Yeah, I like the synth in it too, as well. It just yeah. brought something more to this. So song. it was it was basically five remixes of the same song. The last one being an all instrumental, mm-hmm. and because of the nature of the song itself, they flowed into each other. And essentially, at one point, five. So I basically listened for thirty minutes and unaware that we had changed songs. <laughs> so it's good. It's something good to put on when I'm working. Um, Driving music, maybe too. I don't know. Like I said, it's a little too hypnotic. You like your brain too tight. You gotta <laughs> you crash you into to, a tree. You need, to, you need to to go to Babylon and smoke some of the the sacred herb. <laughs> Inri, <laughs> the Rastafari man. Uh, that's all. Lot Okay, you got. You should just stop now. I don't know any other fake fake reggae Jamaican words. No, you don't. Line of Babylon. I can't do it. Anyway. That doesn't even make Jinx, sense. Jinx, E-Dub, and Crew for Reality. The most rambling review I've ever done, I believe. All right, I'm in that mess. <laughs> I listened to... Uh, I think I might have reviewed them really early on. One of their albums. I don't remember. But anyway, this is their second album. Well, why don't you tell us who the... I am! All right. Mannequin Pussy. Yes. Man P. Pussy. All right, that's enough. <laughs> Mannequin Pussy Romantic was out October this year off Tiny Engines, and they're from Philly, second album, as I said. Punk, this is how they define it themselves. I, I consider them punk, post-punk, like all alternative, kind of. Yeah. But on their band camp, they say they're punk, romantic, pop-punk, punk, and shit-punk, which I guess shit they punk? play with their poop. I'm not sure. Oh, that could get you in a special hospital. <laughs> I did read an interview about uh, this album and, and with uh, Mannequin Pussy in uh, New Noise. And the pretty much this album was about like loss and transformation. And they were kind of going through the the stages of grieving. Hence, like, which I will explain that there'll be like some real angry, screamy songs and then kind of mellow and then kind of poppy and then just screaming again. It's just kind of really moody. It's like you're almost on an emotional roller coaster with them at times so anyway it opens with kiss and i did post it on our, our facebook site because i heard it and i was like fucking a i love the song um hard screamy post-punk alt sound it actually reminds me of super unison i put it on and mark's like oh super unison i'm like no it's actually yeah. mannequin pussy and he's like oh shit love the song it's very aggressive mm-hmm. and angry followed up by romantic a lot more mellower 
It gets a little harder at the end. It's probably my least favorite song. It's not saying it's a bad song. I'm just not in love with it. And then it goes in back to the angry, a 57-second-long, screamy, fast, hardcore punk song called Ten, which I guess is the anger part of uh, the grief. Mm. Um, my two favorite songs, which is the next song, uh, Emotional High is this alt-90s-sounding. It's very catchy and fun. Um, I don't know if I sent you that one. You sent me a uh, Denial. Denial, okay. I will say... I ended up buying the entire album. It's, it's so go amazing. ahead, and I'll make my comments. The next song, as I say, is my favorite, is Denial, and that's it. it reminded me of a little Slater Kinney. I know that gets compared to a lot, but it has that alt, like, girl girl group sound, like, as I said, 90s alt sounding. It, I just love it. The I like the lyrics, too. You get, like, lyrics. I actually went and bought the vinyl after I, I uh, yeah. <clears throat> downloaded it or whatever. The last thing I have reviewed with it is the one song, Everything. It's Harder. Back to the hardcore alt sound. Oh, the last song, Beside Yourself, is like really mellow. And at, for, at, for a second, you think the album's over, and then it kind of continues on. Yeah. And it's it's kind of a, a mellower, chill, chill thing. But yeah, Emotional High and Denial are fucking awesome. Mm. I love this album. It's 17 minutes long. But yeah, you just I just think you, you feel like you're on a ride of like someone yeah. losing their mind to a point. Um, I, I think it's fantastic. It's mm-hmm. I have to say it's probably going to be one of my... Top ten favorite albums of the year. Yeah, it's a good thing you had to make the decision soon. I know. So, so yeah, what did you think? I thought you would really. I like really them. liked it. So denial is the song you sent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listened to it. I think I described it as, as a a pop punk spiritual companion piece to the Who song "The Kids Are Alright," which is one of my favorite songs. Oh, I songs. can see that. I love the song so much. I bought the rest of the album. I was actually surprised that the album had such a variety. Yeah, know, yeah. Like the early, these the more screamy songs remind me of uh, "Gouge Away." Yeah. And yeah, I really liked it. It's so short. I'm always surprised when it's done. Yeah. But yeah, I um I agree with everything you said. Loved it. Yeah, it's really really Loved good. Loved it. Um, speaking of gouge away, I bought tickets. Oh, to that show. Yeah, that, it uh, sold out in like a couple hours. Yeah. Paint it black. Um, gouge away. Downtown boys, which is you'll have to check them that band out. My, yeah. uh, Matthew and I were talking about it. Mm-hmm. Wegmans. They're like a punk band. You have like, I think it's like a saxophone and like chick singer it's it's really yeah. it's very different anyway mannequin it's dirty and romantic think... and the vinyl, vinyl's really cool looking yeah. too but yeah pick it up it's awesome all right so we're gonna we're gonna have the challenging part pick because it up, pick it up, pick it up. a lot of words and languages i don't necessarily speak so this is arigato <laughs> it's uh suzuki junzo and this is a noise rock album called. It's where it gets tricky because this is in French. Oh, French. Like French toast or French rice. <clears throat> Let me see where it's at. Where it, it, I never wrote down the album. La Cunge du Livre à travers le champ. The litter runs through the fields. I also can't read my uh, yeah. writing. Um, Forgot about your. My extremely scratch. neat. <laughs> um, an awesome writing. You don't need to be. That's why I type. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna start typing, fuck writing. Except for occasion like this where I need to read a word of. I'm old school. I write and then I type. Mm. I can do edits easier yeah. that way. I'm sure the people are excited to hear this. <laughs> so Suzuki Junzo, um, independent recording artist out of Tokyo, Japan. I think this is like his second album. I think it's his tenth. Oh really? I think he's. Had you sure, that label didn't have tenth or ten. I thought he had, it said 10th, but no. I could be wrong. 
So the album is that uh, The Litter Runs Through the Fields, only that's French. Uh, three songs, something like 35 minutes. Yeah, the they're album. all real long songs. So they're really long songs, which I know people love. I've been pretty good with that. Yeah. Well, you have, but in general, so... Most people don't like that stuff. Most people don't like long songs. Um, it worked with this, I thought. People either love or hate noise rock. Mm-hmm. And I know people who hate noise rock, one of the complaints is a lot of the songs go on forever because they're weird. But it's almost like a, a da- like a chill noise rock. Definitely. So I describe it as a slow burn noise rock tone poem. With psychedelic sensibility. I like Jap Psych. That was one of the. Oh, that was one of the. Um, yeah. The label or like. And it's. Yeah, it's interesting. So, three songs. I listened to two of them. I listened to the first one and the, the first and the second one. So the first one would be. Lo et les citres. Yes, which means water and scars. I knew water. That's and that one is like a twelve-minute song. It sounded as if. Uh, Berlin era David Bowie had decided to record a song for <laughs> Sonic Youth. I can um, see that. Oh, that reminds me. Go ahead, sorry. So it's like I mean, if you, if you know noise rock, it's it's very noise rock. It starts out slow. There's some dissonance. It it builds in intensity. The tempo around halfway, around the seven minute mark, of the guitars mm-hmm. picks up. Yeah. And starts to sort of scream, rock anthem style, before settling down again. Then going up yet again towards the end, actually disconnecting from the drum and bass beat, and then finally ending really nice. Yep. 13 minutes later. The second song, whose name I did not bother to write. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It just was kind of... Um, that one was a bit more psychedelica than the first. And, and like there wasn't a, bit, a whole lot going on. Like For yeah. as long as the song is, I felt like it was kind of the same riff like yeah. the whole time, and there wasn't too much in between, but I don't so know. So that's the thing. It's like noise. It's very experimental. Mm-hmm. All three songs are very. wasn't bad. Like it's just, chill. Yeah, I like And the it first was nice. Song. It was something to sort of set my head right. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good. And it was good. Like I said, I don't have a lot else to say about that. Um, I know the first song it. I had as um, I put relaxing, trance like, fuzzy Whoa. guitars, gets noisier at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. But I, I, I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. I would like to check out some of his other stuff, to be honest. Yeah. And that's all I have to say. So not a lot. That was pretty straightforward. Like there's only so much you say. Like like songs get above a certain number of minutes, mm-hmm. and I love long songs, and they become sort of hard to. It's hard to review and talk to about. review yeah. and manage. Um, and for no other reason that it's a lot harder to listen to them back to back to back to get an impression. Yeah, I can see that. And that's where we are. Um, what I said. Oh, and I said I'll come back to that. There was one song on Manic and Pussy that remind me of a Sonic Youth song. Wait, um, I'll have to, I can't remember the song name, but just the way she's like singing it, it just reminds me of, yeah. of Kim Gordon singing it. Mm. But anyway. Anyway. Next band, Brutal Youth. Mm. Thank you, Chris. Beautiful Chris Bradley. Chris mm-hmm. is the one that actually wrote about it on his Facebook yeah. page. And I was like, ooh, I like who he compared it to, so I definitely want to check him out. Right. So Brutal Youth, Sanguine. Is that how you pronounce that? I don't know. Sanguine, like bloody sanguine. Sanguine? Yeah. Like penguin? Yeah, only about blood. Okay. If you're going to school, you should know that. <laughs> well... Like, How are you feeling very sanguine today, Mr. Acula? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. D. D. I am D. Eddie. Eddie. He shot a boy with a dumbbell chaser, Eddie. Back when Tim Burton was good. Anyway. Back when Johnny Depp was good. Yeah. Brutal Youth, Sanguine. 
September <laughs> September this year on Stomp Records. They're from Toronto. I believe it's their fourth release. I've never listened to anything other than this album. As I said, recommended by beautiful Chris Bradley. It's punk, hardcore, more like skate punk. And they have a connection between Mannequin and Brutal Youth. So, in that same New Noise magazine, yeah. Brutal Youth article talking to him, they start talking about what the, what influenced the album. And it was the five stages uh, of, of grief. And oh, I'm like, wow. holy shit, and I swear to God. Mm. And it made sense because some of like the one song is one denial. Yeah, <laughs> I thought yeah. it said I denial when oh. I first read it. So yeah, that was like kind of interesting. But I believe this is a lot more like someone must have died close to them, mm-hmm. I would presume. Yeah. Anyway, opening track. Number one, denial. Fast, hardcore punk sounding about being in denial about someone's death. Mm. As I said, the album's broken apart in five parts. One, denial. Two, anger. Three, bargaining. Four, depression. Five, acceptance. Which are the five stages of grieving. Yeah. One song I think I sent you, was it The King? I don't remember. The King is the one you, yeah. Yeah. Video's kind of weird. I like that they have pairs. Yeah. Shirts on. Anyway, that's one of my favorite songs on the album. Uh, Catchy Wrist, Pop Punk. It very much reminds me of Kid Dynamite, and I am a huge Kid Dynamite mm-hmm. fan. What sold me with this band was when Chris Bradley was like, hey, for my friends who like Kid Dynamite, I, yeah, as I said, I am a, a fan. This song sounds a lot like it. Really cool song, as I said. Um, and that's more the denial stage. Denial. River in Africa. <laughs> Hostile Work Environment. I think that's their second single off the record that they have um, like a video for or whatever. Um, that I would say is the anger part. I know there's a lyric that's always in the wrong place at the wrong time, so I guess it's like talking about what happened at the death in general and just being angry. Mm-hmm. Sanguine is another good song. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything written down for it. I also have starred for Depression. About Depression! And it's kind of like a trying to push on it's more like trying to be positive but still being Depressed. down in the shit yeah. it's a good song and it ends with the song number five acceptance and before i realized like whether it was the whole album i was like kind of like had a concept i like thanks for the memories i was like oh that's kind of weird <laughs> and then i'm like oh it's that uh, makes sense yeah it makes it makes some sense and it's about like him uh, accepting stuff and just Trying to keep it together. As I said, Kid Dynamite. It's more of like a poppier, kind of hardcore punk Kid Dynamite. You'll, if you like that type of stuff, you'll like a brutal youth. I could tell it was very much up your alley when I listened to it. I like yeah, I didn't think you'd be like in love with it. But it was alright. It was, it was, it I know you're not, not into that stuff. Yeah. But anyways, check it out. I like it. I think it's really good. What so, do you have? <laughs> the... The album that was originally supposed to occupy the spot would have been uh, the new Sleigh Bells. Mm-hmm. Try as I might, I still I, haven't listened to it. I could not get through this album, which is sad. It's it, but I don't know if it's. I wasn't a huge fan of their last album. Oh, I love the last album, Bitter Rivals. <sighs> I liked it. I don't think I liked it as much as their like first album, the first two. It was a departure. I know, like not even not even a big departure that album. Sorry, but no, it's okay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> No, but anyway, so the fourth album, really quick. They're changing up their, their sound, which is good, but not in a direction I particularly care for. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell if that's why I couldn't get through it or just they're legitimately bad songs or what. But anyway, this is not a Slaybells review. Yeah, that's true. This is a review for Tragic Milkshake 
by Games Violet mm-hmm. out of Philadelphia, PA. Yes. And several weeks ago, this album came out. Available on Bandcamp. Yes. Um, that is where I listened to it. Yes, I listened to it as well. Uh, Games Violet is an electro band duo with Alex Games and Emma Violet. Hence the clever name. Um, the Games Violet. Uh, this Should be is, Violet Games. Because almost sounds like violent games. Maybe that's why, yeah. Well, they wouldn't be. I don't know. I, I don't know. I can't delve into the mind of... What if it was Vames Guilet? I don't know. It'd be dumb. <laughs> You're dumb. You're dumb. You're a dumb dog. And so, Tragic Milkshake is the album, and Tragic Milkshake is the first song. And it's it's just so weird and fucked up, it hooked me. Which is why... Well, the first... So you sent it to me, I listened to it, and I listened to the first song, I'm like, what... Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to think about this. Yeah. And then the more the album progresses throughout the songs, I really liked it. It gets you. It gets mm-hmm. you. Because um, I was like, what did he pick? <laughs> so it's like it's, it's like this weird old electro thing. It's really bizarre. It's mm-hmm. only say, the lyrics are fucking bonkers. Somewhere between King Missile and Flight of the Concords, lyrically. I could see that. But the music's own thing. It's like it's like hard electronica. Um, I put dark electronica. The first song, Tragic Milkshake, which I believe is about an uh, evil breakfast, for lack of a better word. If you listen to lyrics. Yeah. I don't think it's any more than that. What the heck am I listening to? I described it as, as a particular brand of 70s styles rock that was just beginning to get infected by the venereal disease known as disco. Nice. But catchy. Then you get like, um, the second song is, is Tin Box, mm-hmm. which reminds me of whenever I do... An impression of Kraftwerk. <laughs> when it's like, smooth as baby Jesus. It's a lot of that. It's a lot of really weird parody That's what I have. Us. I have like, weird, but works. Poppier. Yeah. I think that's the song that kind of hooked me in. But, uh... Tin Box. Tin yeah. Box. Yeah, so the first two songs are really good. There's one, like, called 17th Century. It's about 17th Century. One called something like... The hot cheese. That was weird. It was really weird. I wasn't so much from, into that. From the POV. I didn't like it. POV of... Her, her voice... Because yeah. the chick sang the chick. Yeah. So I like her... Her voice is very nice. Like NSA strut. That totally... I was like, this totally had a Bowie feel. I'm like, yeah. I thought you would really like that song. <laughs> that L-Y-A-D song. There's like two... Like L-Y-A-D and then L-Y-A-D. It's like a creepy lullaby. That's how I... So yeah, it's really weird. Bizarre. It's worth listening to. There's not Blue and Blue that actually is like a Sleigh Bell song. And yeah, other than I really loved it... I did not know what to think of it. It's a lot of asynchronous beats. A lot of just, like I said, bizarre lyrics. Truly bizarre lyrics. Um, yeah. That's what I liked about it. And what's even more bizarre is they had a an EP come out in March. Nixie. Uh-huh. So I listened to Nixie. Nixie is good. Nixie, Nixie, like Nixie. It sounds weird. Nixie. Nixie. N-I-X-I. Nixie, Nixie, Nixie. Okay. You're looking at me like I'm having a seizure. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I am. So the EP... Is very straight. They play the lyrics very straight. It's it's basically dream pop. Okay. I love this album. I um, thought it, I, I liked it too. I didn't download it because I got to give it another lick, like listen. I'm like, do I download it or? Tragic milkshake. Yeah, I guess my last one is a single. Power trip. Power trip is rad. Mm-hmm. They have a new set, uh, single out, Firing Squad. And they are from Dallas, Texas. And it is on Southern Lord Records. Do you ever listen to Power Trip? I don't know if it would be Is their album... Uh, yeah, I actually listened to their 2013 album. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. It's what, a, I can't remember what it's called. Something... 
It's two words, but I don't remember what it is. Is I it Tragic look. Milkshake? It's not. Oh, then. Thrashy, fast blast of hard riffs. Oh, the, the album that's coming out that the single was on is called Nightmare Logic, mm. but it's not out yet. It comes out, I think, in Jan- January. Mm. Anyway, the song is a little over three minutes. It's fierce and chugs along. And I guess, like, lyrically, it's about normal how normal society works and how shitty it is. Um, but uh, I didn't really mm. sit down to a lyric sheet or yeah. anything like that. But anyway, if you're into, like, DRI, Megadeth, Municipal Waste, or Iron Reagan... Go get Power Trip. Yeah. I really like. I seen them live twice. <laughs> There's a good metal album. I yeah, like yeah, they're they're a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. If you ever wanted me to burn something, they're 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 cool. Yeah. But yeah, the first time I saw them at This Is Hardcore a couple of years ago, I was like, holy shit! Like old little like thrash fest. Jamie was like, oh wow, this yeah. band's rad. But they're fun. I like them. That's mm. all about all I could say about one song. Yeah. So Power Trip. Short and sweet. Yes. Yes. In a traumatic week full of. Trauma. The talk of the Trump. I'm trying to lean into our topic. <laughs> um, you can lead, you can say our topic. Our topic was you know, <laughs> three songs that you, that you were listening to right now. Right now. Well, yes. not right now, but you've been listening to. Yes. It was Which, kind of a lame topic. With a little star. It's not a lame topic. It's good. The star for us is not the songs we just reviewed. I know. I think I might because I've been listening to Manic and Pussy a lot. Yeah. Well, so. You can do what you do. Um, should we read our listeners? Should we, uh, make a Jenks segment? Let's do our listeners first, Jenks, and then us. Okay. I don't have it written down, so I took pictures. Mm-hmm. April said, in a Tech 9 phase. I guess that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, I think so. Jake, Avatar, Amam, Amarth, and Trivium. Uh, Jake actually lent me the Amam, Amarth. I don't know if you've ever listened to them. No, I have not. Very metal. The first couple songs, I'm like, what is this? It's very Viking-themed. Mm. And I knew what it was about. I've heard of them before. And then um, it wasn't bad. It kind of grew on me. It's I, I still I still have the CD in my, in my Jeep right now. But it's pretty decent. I, I like it. Um, Sammy Joe Miller. Joe Bonamassa. Mark Zimmerman. Undergang. Spirits. Angry Samoans. Is it Undergang? Undergang. Yes. I'm just saying, all right, never mind, because I thought it was something else. Yeah, Undergang. I, I think it it's people be... from, like, Converge and... I forget. Vince Blando. Leftover Crack, The Silencers, Congos, Killer Mike, A Tribe Called Quest. Your bro, Matt Sessa. The Dirt Bombs, Purling Hiss, it's a good band. The OCs, and especially the older weird folk stuff he put out mm. as the OCs. I like the OCs. And then Dave Mooney said, love the dirt bombs. Did you ever listen to Pearling Hiss? No. They're, they're good. Uh, Alan and Briggs, the Do-Rights, and Daniel Bachman. Mike Walsh, Fucked Up. Fucked Up's pretty good. I just saw them play with the Descendants. Mm. Easy Star All-Stars, Zach Brown Band. Glenn, Empire of the Suns, Bodies Without Organs, Lady Hawk. And Dave Mooney, Tribe Called Quest, Metallica, and CRX. I think a lot of people listen to that the new Tribe album came out. Yeah, I haven't listened to it. I was never really big into Tribe Called Quest. Excuse me. A Tribe Called Quest, but a, a lot of people love it. I like it. I feel like it's a bit top heavy. Really? Did you listen to it? Um, yeah, a couple of, I like Tribe Called Quest. Oh, didn't know. Tribe, as we just call it. Yeah. Like the new Tribe. 
The only thing I have to add, because people almost never respond to my Facebook, be Shar Shar said, um, Sly and the Family Stone, Talking Heads, and Hungry Heart, Broken Bruce, Everybody's Bruce Springsteen and East, East Street Band, which tells me. So that answer tells me there is a wrong answer to this question. No, I just don't like Bruce Springsteen. No one likes Bruce. Well, a lot Char-Char of people does. do. Yeah, they're dumb. I shouldn't say that. I'm going to delete that part out. They're not dumb, but I don't like Bruce Springsteen. I have some original vinyl if anybody's oh, looking for some. Oh, good. I need to wipe my ass with something. Nah, unless you want to give me some money for it. The poop. Poop, poop dollars? No. Like 20 poop I dollars? actually have some more, too. Yeah. Uh, T. Perrin Mitchell, Ingrin Michelson, Leonard Cohen, and Andrew Bird. Oh, yeah, Leonard Cohen died. So, let's... Well, let me read the... T- right. I have three more. Alice, uh, Alicia, Clens, Lady. Kings of Leon, Sky Ferreira, Lady Gaga. Linda Patrick, Beastie Boys, Towns Van Sant. Morning Teleportations, and Jared Moore, Slater Kinney, and the collective roster of Def Jux, LP, Aesop Rock, Cannibal Ox, Mr. Liff, have been in rotation. Like LP, LP's good. Mm. And that's it? Yeah. What were you saying? So, Leonard Cohen died, very sad, you yeah. know, you know, the young age of 82 years old. Yeah. But the thing that actually is sad, I mean, it's sad he died. I don't say it like that. The thing that's really depressing is if you read why he started touring again. Mm-hmm. Heroin money. No. If it was only heroin, that would be explained. His daughter, who had a kid with uh, Rufus Wainwright. Oh, I didn't know that. They were childhood friends, and she gave him eggs, so they had a baby together. Okay. Because he wanted a child. Anyway, she, among other things, owns like an antique store in L.A. Yeah. And one... One day, some guy comes in, the uh, ex-boyfriend of Leonard Cohen's business manager, and says something like, you should ask, you know, you should check into your dad's finances. So this woman was basically just stealing money Ugh. from him, including, like, his retirement account. That's awful. So something like $5 million from Leonard Cohen. It went to court a couple of times. Like, he won, but she refused to pay any of the money back. So he had to sort of... Start touring again. That's a shame. Um, and he put out some good albums. I really never was into him. I know, like I don't have an opinion. He was just never on my radar. He's like, like in that singer songwriter, uh, you know, like the Tom Waits. Yeah. As I said, I never really had an opinion. I didn't yeah. dislike him. I never really listened yeah. to him or had not, any. Not Hallelujah around Christmas. Maybe I don't know. Doesn't he do one of the song like that? Like a couple of songs off. That movie with uh, Woody from Cheers and Juliette Lewis. Natural Born Killers. Oh, does he do? I that? think he does. I don't know. Well, we'll look it up. Yeah. Anyway. What um, do you think um, Jenks thinks? I don't know. What's your go-to top three or ten, whatever you want to do, Jenks? Yeah. That's three. Just three. <laughs> Hello there. It is me again. Um, okay, so three things that I've been listening to a lot lately on my iPod. Um... The first one would be um, the new Metallica album. Um, and I can't get my head around it. I can't figure out if it's good or if it's just the same old tired shite they've been pumping out since the mid-90s. Um, there's some stuff on there I really like. Um, I didn't mind the last album. I actually kind of quite like St. Anger because it was just uh, 
experimental and a bit different and I didn't even bother with the Lou Reed thing that they did um, but I just can't f I just can't get my head around this one um, and I'm sure it'll become clear in time um, and really you know what I did like was that the day before the album was released they made a video for every track on it so that was 12 videos that were released I think it was re they released one video every two hours so over the 24 hour span they were all released um, and the videos are actually really good so I mean you can go check them out um, the the uh, the revenge song that that's on the um, I want revenge or whatever it is I get revenge or I don't know fuck revenge whatever it is anyway the, the video is pretty cool it's an animated one um, with this kind of hyena or some kind of creature like that that's a serial killer um then let's see what else uh the next one is by a guy called mark heel um now he's been around in various guises with different bands like his main band was cubanate and that was in the uh late 80s and up till about 99 when they broke up um, his partner phil barry went on to do um you know another band um which the name escapes me now, but I have their albums and, and they're all right. But it's kind of like drum and bass, blast beats, uh, electronic, um, with heavy guitars over the top. Uh, probably one of the first bands to really try that. It's kind of kind of industrial, but not really. And then Interference, the fourth album, was kind of all drum and bass. Anyway. Like fast forward like 17 years and he hasn't really done much in, in that time and he just released a solo album which is really good called The Home um, and there's also a couple of EPs floating around with remixes of it, uh, the songs on it but you know that's worth a check um, there's some really good uh, material on that and his lyrics are kind of really interesting he's like a bit of a storyteller um, lyrics are very simply kind of put down um, so you know it's easy to follow the story but there's some political intent in there and then there's you know um comments about uh what's going on in england and stuff at the moment but yeah that was that was that was kind of interesting and then the other one i guess is what uh, we have in the car with the kids which is the troll soundtrack um and i you know it's it's just in tim blake isn't it and and like he doesn't seem to be able to put a foot wrong and i took the kids to see that at the weekend and actually it was pretty bloody good it was funny and the, the comedy and the music was good um and you know it's pretty inoffensive for my kids to listen to that um when you look at some of the other stuff that's that's around so uh they're the three things that are going on uh that i'm listening to at the moment uh one not by choice i hasten to add but that's about it not enough swearing this week for me i guess all the turkey's kind of sitting in in, in the stomach and, and it's kind of uh, clouding my brain so uh i promise to be back with the cunts fucks shits and motherfuckers next week so i'll see you then food Rad. for thought yeah Rad. i assume it's like the beatles the beatles and nah maybe metallica i don't know if he's, he's i don't think he was pleased with the new metallica the, the one just the one, one that just, just came, came out, out yeah oh. No one's talking about it, so I guess nah. I'm thrilled. Some people think it's... Uh, what I've read, a handful of people have said it's okay. But I'm not a big Metallica fan myself. I haven't really listened to Metallica since the Black Album, to be honest. Yeah. I listen to Which one people album. either love or hate. Yeah. They'll be like, man, the Black Album's awful. It should have been... What was the album before you? I don't even... Would you know? Saint Anger? No. <laughs> That's my favorite Metallica album. 
It's no Ride the Lightning or Master of Puppets. What was it, Liberty and... Shit. I don't know. I know, like, Master of Puppets, because everyone had that stupid shirt in high school. Well, yeah. When I was in high school. Master like, their early stuff, too. With Leopard Messiah. I haven't listened to him in forever. Because I know a guy used to play, uh, I think his name was Scott Indeviri, he used to play Leopard Messiah on the saxophone all the time. Was that when you were in your band? I was in my band, yeah. Me, Clarence, Bruce. <laughs> he was my dad, right? Mm-hmm. Did I tell you that? Yeah, Bruce Springsteen's your dad. He's my dad. He's, I'm his legitimate That's child. That's why I don't so like I don't him. like him either. He left me and my mom's behind. Oh, yeah. While he was East Streeting it up. I think you're a he is born liar, to, liar, pants on fire. He is born to run. Injustice for all. That's what I was trying oh. to think of. Yeah. Well. So kill them all. Ride the lightning, master puppets. Injustice for all, Metallica. And I think Metallica is the last one I ever listened to. Which huh? was 1991. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Was that in the Binge and Purge box set? I did have the box set. Mm-hmm. I still, it's still sitting in my, like, library. No, oh. It's thrilling. <laughs> so what are your three albums, um, I really didn't write anything down. Uh. One band from that, uh, from that show I went to, this man, this band called Wound Man. Oh, Wound Man. And, uh, it's like this dude, the lead singer has, like, kind of long, curly blonde hair wearing like a flannel looks like he'd be like hanging out daniel bryan or something like that and uh there's a a black dude that plays i think it's bass or guitar and he's also like the second vocalist and then the drummer and the other kid they just look like kids or something but anyway awesome a lot like really fun power core like i went and bought um a seven inch from them and i just downloaded a couple things off Bandcamp. so i've been really listening to them there's another band i did buy a uh a compilation at that show, and it had Wound Man on it, and also had this band called Wackling. It's W O K L I N G. Wackling, I yeah. guess. And it's like a, it's a, a, a female singer, a female vocalist, and it's like hardcore punk, like hard. It, it, it's not a grindcore or anything, but it, it works. It's good stuff. So I guess I've been listening a little bit of that. And then I would probably say, I guess, Off With Her Heads. Yeah. Like, that's almost a go-to for me. I'll just listen to Off With Her Heads. Yeah. But I can listen to a lot of mannequin pussy. Yeah. It even looks disgusting when you look at this, the fucking <laughs> Well, you know what I'm doing that for, right? Yeah. The Sarah Silverman? Yeah, I know. Three albums I'm listening to. Number one! What? Um, Sonic Youth, Daydream Nation. Cool. They're, um... It's a really nicely structured album. It's their first big album. Because I think they're one of those bands that had like four albums in like before, the mid-80s. before Goo? Way before Goo. Okay. It's like their first big album. And like I said, I think they did a few like EPs and shit like in the mid-80s. Did you put the special glove on when Kim sings? I did. Well, here's... It's really weird. It's actually a concept album. Mm-hmm. Or quasi a concept album about Neuromancer by William Gibson, which is one of my favorite books. And, Mine you know, too. like Teenage Riot. You like Neuromancer? No, I never read it. You're an asshole. It's a really good book. <laughs> it's a book that predicted cyberspace. It's the first time it was used in literature in 81. Oh. Gibson, it's a really good book. Anyway. I never heard you talk about it before. I'll anyway, talk about it after yeah. I discuss these three. Yes. Um, so, so, Sonic Youth, Daydream Nation, Teenage Riot is the first song. You've probably heard it all. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some version of Rock Band. Um, there's a song, The Sprawl, which starts with Kim Gordon saying... Uh, 
Fuck you! <laughs> Am I for sale? Does that sound simple enough? Fuck you! It's that guy didn't do it justice. It's really good and it finally builds to this weird finale called Hyperstation or Trilogy. Mm -hmm. And anyway, it's really good anyway. So I've been listening to that. Yeah. And that's one of those albums you have to listen to, or I have to listen to basically from the beginning all the way to the end, straight through. I'm making a circle with yes. my finger. Circle of life. Number two. Yes. Poo-poo. <laughs> um, Harry Chapin, Greatest Stories, live. Mm -hmm. So Harry Chapin, of course, a singer-songwriter, famously had a heart attack on like the LIE and died when he crashed in some cars. The the cardiac arrest probably killed him. Yeah, I'm sure. I think he had a mil like a whole bunch of like he wasn't a very good driver. But he was a good songwriter. <laughs> well, you and, can't have uh, it all. You can't have it all. You would know him, you know what his famous song is? What? You think of it? Cats in the Cradle was Oh him. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't uh, know that. the other one, the one that I always liked is the live version of Thirty Thousand Pounds of Bananas. It's about a real life story about a guy who crashed his semi truck into bananas. Carrying bananas in Scranton. Ah. It's true, like he took the downgrade too quick, he couldn't break, and he crashes, and it's a, it's actually a long-form comedy piece in the way the way Harry sings it live. Um, then there's one like, uh, I Want to Learn a Love Song, which is a very touching love song about fucking an older woman. Ooh. Uh, taxi is another one where it's, it's kind of sad, it's like he's a taxi driver, and he meets like, this woman, takes his fare, and it was like his first love, and it talks about, he wanted to be a pilot. And she was going to be a movie star, and neither of their lives went how they were. And of like course, life in general? Like life in general, but it you know also might have fit that the character in Taxi smokes a lot of weed. Oh, okay. Um, so that's number two. That's a comfort. I like it. Oh, number three. Even though, number three, ready? <laughs> Diarrhea. <laughs> Diarrhea. It's actually the Diarrhea song. I have this <laughs> album of children's, yeah. yeah and then rad. there's... Um, <laughs> Dingle Bells, Batman Smells, Robin Laid an Egg. No, we can have uh, the Cats... The Jingle Cats. Jingle. <laughs> we played that at the comic store a long, uh, long time ridiculous. ago. Ridiculous. It was right. before you worked there. These, Jamie. Jingle Cats. Are the, not my number three albums. They're very good albums. Okay. Jingle Cats. The album I, I go to every now and then. The album I go to every now and then. And when I hit it, I'll like listen to it like constantly for a month. You hit it and then you quit it. And then I quit it for a while. Is. Sort of. I don't know. Pink Floyd, Wish You Were Here. Oh, okay. And I say sort of because here's how I listen to it. I have the first Shine On You Crazy Diamond, parts yeah. one through whatever. Seven. Seven. I think it's what, Then two I have or three. the song, Wish You Were Here. Mm-hmm. And then I have the other... It's a good album. It's a great album. ...song, the half of Shine On Crazy Diamond. Um, have a Cigar, Fuck That Shit, Welcome to the Machine, Don't Give a Shit. But Shine On You Crazy Diamond interspersed with Wish You Were Here. Now, the thing that does it for me with Shine On, Your Crazy Diamond, is you have the very slow build yeah. synth and keyboard that goes on for, and honestly, like like four minutes. And it's sort of building to something. Then it's silence. Then you hear the four notes, the call out. Longingly. Mm -hmm. Dear, 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 dear. And then there's there's like a silence. And then, almost a little too quick for the tempo, again, like it's like, wish you were here. And then it kicks, and I'm like, shit, yeah, motherfucker. And then when I, I, I quit that, I inevitably go back to Dark Side of the Moon, which is also one of my chill albums. Chill. 
just need to chill. Yes, the dark side of the moon. I, uh, if I'm chilling, I'll listen to some Zero Seven. Yeah, yeah. I do like the Zero mm-hmm. Seven. Good stuff. Yeah. Now, so when you listen to Shine on Your Crazy Diamond, do you think of Sid Barrett just like sitting there, like just laying in his apartment, like in his underwear? I don't. I don't picture that much. I always think that yeah, that's Crazy Diamond, Sid Barrett. Well, Sid Barrett said, I, I'm going to mess up this quote, but he decided he didn't want to do anything because he's like, once you choose, you can't do the other stuff, so yeah. I'm just going to sit here and do nothing. That's very meta. Totally get yeah, it. Schrodinger's cat. Totally get it. I like Sid Barrett. Yeah. Then why is he dead? Well, he was old and crazy. Yeah. Took too many tabs. Yeah. I presume. Or a, he, I don't think you have to presume. I think that's exactly what happened. He, that, took that, he might have just band. had meta... Um, he probably was mental. He probably had some type of mental yeah. disorder to mm-hmm. start with. But I always like Sid Barrett. His solo stuff's really good, too. Yeah, the Madcap Laughs. Is I the have other that. I have. Then, and I um, the other album. The one with all the flies on it, or the bugs. I forget what it's called. Mm. But I, I actually bought that when I was like in fifth grade. Yeah. Fly, what the hell is it called? Mm. Flies? Mm. I don't remember. I thought he had three out, but I have Madcap Sessions. Jar of Flies? I'm just kidding. It's an Alice in Chains album or something. No. But it has all bugs on the cover. Yeah. That's all I remember. Like flies or something. Yeah. Fly on you crazy yes. emerald. And I always like Wish You Were Here. That's one of my favorite. Wish You Were Here. Pink Floyd song. Are, did you see Roger Waters is supposed to like he's tour, but t- he's doing his solo stuff, yeah. which is eh. Like I was never in like the pros and cons of hitchhiking I own, but I'm never into that much. And then the other ones amused to death. Yeah. Like I think when I discovered Pink Floyd... Like, I was like, oh, I've got to get all the Roger Waters stuff, blah, 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 blah. And then you're like, no. And then, let's be honest, there's really... Was that writing on the wall? Was that, like, the when um, Dave Gilmore left the band? What was, like, the Pink Floyd? I thought he kind of did, like, a follow-up more to the wall. Oh, so, um, the final cut, and it's when they got rid of Richard Bright as a member, Mm -hmm. but then hired him back as, like, a studio musician. Was Dave Gilmore on that, or did he... Yeah, Dave Gilmore was That might have been the last one. And that's when they kind of broke up and had their big thing, and then they did... And they did Momentary Lapse of Reason, but I don't think Waters was in that. No. So, it was... It ended up being Nick Mason and David Gilmore doing Momentary Lapse of Reason, The Division Bell. Yes. And I guess like that album that came out a couple years ago that I didn't actually listen to. I never listened to was it like either. sort of a. It was sort of like out of the off sessions for Division Bell. Um, so are you saying what was the first? So Floyd? the. T- hmm? What was the first Floyd? I thought you were talking about the first Floyd. So when I got into Floyd, um, you want to get everything. You listen to everything, and then you realize I was going to say that really. I'm going to say, and all honestly, half those albums are worth listening to, and half not so much. I agree. Like, I agree. Like, um... Some of the stuff's really good. Yeah. Like, um... I Piper had, the Gates of Dawn is just... is worth listening to just because it's, okay. it's weird. Yeah. Metal. I like metal. Metal. I like, well... I, like I haven't the, listened to it in a One of these time. days. Yeah. Do, 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 I have do, some, do, um... Do, I got... My mom used to take me to record shows mm-hmm. when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in King of Prussia. Anyways, Pink Floyd was my favorite band when I was, like, in third or fourth grade because yeah. I saw the movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. how I was introduced yeah. to Pink Floyd. My brother and his girlfriend, I'm like, I want to hang out. Uh-huh. So they put on Pink Floyd the wall, and I'm like, I the soundtrack's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, I, I got these, like, bootleg, like, demo tapes. Not demo, but, like, just, like, rare stuff, and I still have them. Um, it's just kind of uh-huh. cool. There's, like, Julia's Dream, which is a really cool song. Yeah. And, I don't even know what album that's off of or if it was kind of a B or C side, mm-hmm. but good shit. So I get, yeah, with me, it's the early albums, like, are hit or miss. 
I always say that, um, you know, there's that sort of like, uh, one of these days, yeah. which is an instrumental, which starts to do, 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 do. I always describe that as what was going through my one cat's head, except it never kicked in. <laughs> um, and yeah, like you hit that strong pitch with like, like, you know, Dark Side of the Moon is yeah. an amazing album. But yeah, the, the Wall was what I was... Wish you were here, and then The Wall. I think every kid kind of, our age, like in our late 30s I think 30s you start with 40s. The Wall, to be honest. Yeah. Because I start with The Wall. And then like the Final Cut, I don't like. Yeah, um, I was never into it. And then like the uh, the, the post stuff, I'm not a big fan of. But, I like um, Momentary Lapse of Reason, but the last time I listened to it, I was probably like 11 years old. Yeah, not super into it. Um, you know, Nick Mason, drummer, yeah. only remember to play on every Pink Floyd album. Yeah, I didn't know that. And, uh... I think what, Dogs of War was the only song on that Momentary Lapse of Reason that I can remember. But I had a poster in my room, it was all the yeah. beds. You can remember A Momentary Lapse of Reason is one. Well, one of the songs on A Momentary Lapse of Reason was A Momentary Lapse yeah. of Reason. and Dogs of War, I think. And Dogs of War was one. Yes. But, well, yeah, so... a little too much about the Floyd. Yeah, well, you know. It's good stuff. Topical. Anyway. Well, the, uh, what else do you have going on? you have any concerts coming up or anything? Nothing we haven't talked about. I was just going to say uh, we got Thanksgiving coming up. We got Thanksgiving, yep. Which means it'll probably be post-Thanksgiving by the time this is up. And we got a one-year anniversary coming up. I think it might be like now. Is it now? No, see, it was... Well, it's, maybe. So it might was, be right around now. I thought it was the Saturday after Thanksgiving, whatever Thanksgiving was last year. But anyway, we're... We're very it's close. It's right now now. Yeah, we're very close. So we'll address that next time. Yeah. It'll be we'll our one-year anniversary. Yeah. I do have a cookie party I'm supposed to go to. I oh, think that's Saturday. You're a fucking grandma. A cookie party! <laughs> My sister said she's having a cookie party. Uh, oh, wait. Oh, I know what that means. Oh, uh, yeah. So is going to be like the... We're going to do our nails and eat chips no, and I thought talk the, about our vajayjays. I thought the policeman is going to come over to complain about the noise. Yeah, and it'll be like, you're arrested for being too sexy. And, and I'll bring his friend the fireman. And, I'll just be uh, stealing kitties in my coat yeah, pockets. Yeah, he'll, he'll be like... He'll be like my sister got two new kitty uh-huh. cats. They're very little and yeah. ten weeks old, and they're adorable. Yeah. Anyway, I kind of have to take a shit, so okay. we're gonna wrap this up. <laughs> so you you know where to find us, folks. Southstreet.com, Facebook. Um, that's it. Jamie's uh, Facebook. Um, because think, you're not gonna you know go what? to Maybe we should I really the, have to take a shit. We so take the shortcut. Right. Goodbye, kitty. <laughs> I mean, Jamie, I'll see you. I'll fuck you. I don't know what I'm talking about. All right, goodbye.